the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Put the mayor in jail. And while you're at it, throw a few city council members in there, too. That's not what I'm saying. That's what my first guest might tell you that he thinks they deserve. He'll be coming up in a few minutes. Uh, Mayor Peduto and the city council, the Pittsburgh City Council, proposed their common sense gun laws um, this morning. And I'll bet the criminals and the insane people are quaking in their boots and probably thinking about getting rid of their guns already. Because you know how much criminals and the insane like to, you know, obey laws. Now, there are three new ordinances. The first one bans assault weapons in the city. So, you know, we'd, we'd appreciate it if you're a criminal who plans to do people harm. You're just going to have to do it in the suburbs from now on. At least you are if you have a, an assault weapon. So you can't come in the city. No more assault weapons in the city. And we mean it. I don't mean it. I mean, the mayor means it. And the city council means it. They're serious about it. And we'd appreciate it if you'd become familiar with the boundaries, uh, you know, the city boundaries and where the where the city end, begins and ends and where the suburbs begin and end. And limit your shooting to the suburbs. If that, I don't think that's a lot to ask of you criminals. And you can't make or sell assault weapons in the city either, by the way. So if you are a criminal, you're going to have to set up shop in Mount Lebanon or Cranberry, you know, somewhere outside, the, just outside the city. Keep the sales outside the city. And again... You know, it's easy. Just become familiar with the boundaries. You know what is what neighborhoods are city neighborhoods and what's the suburbs. It's not that it's not a lot to ask. Just stay out of the city with your assault weapons. I don't think it's it's not a lot to ask of a criminal to, you know, obey the law. The second ordinance is all about accessories and ammunition. So if you're a criminal, You'll no longer be allowed to have large-capacity magazines or armor-penetrating bullets in the city. And again, everybody would really appreciate your cooperation on this. And, you know, suburbs. Just keep that in mind. Suburbs. And the third ordinance is called an extreme protection ban. This is going to allow the city to, uh, to uh, people to be stripped of their right to keep and bear arms if they violate due process. So, again, city. There'll be lots of community meetings to talk about this, apparently. And if you are a criminal, you are invited, I guess. I don't know why you wouldn't be invited. I mean, you might, unless you're wanted, you know, and maybe you don't want the, the cops to see you there and arrest you, and they, you know, unless you're on the lam. But if you're a criminal who's, you know, they're not going to recognize you, just go to the meetings. But please, don't bring your assault weapons with you. You know, come on. Not in the city. There might even be some public hearings, I hear, and there's eventually going to be a vote in a few months. Now, Mayor Peduto says he plans to start small and eventually change the laws in Harrisburg. So just get used to the idea that you can't bring your assault weapons into the city. And if you you live in the city now and you own assault weapons, get in your car, drive them out, move to the suburbs, or take your guns to the suburbs, give them to your cousin who lives out there or something. You can't have them in the city. And in the meantime, before the laws are actually passed, if you are a criminal, we'd appreciate it if you didn't do what criminals normally do, which is, you know, ignore laws, okay? Now, when we come back, Kim Sulfur of the Firearms Owners Against Crime will be here to tell you what he thinks of the proposals and where he thinks, uh, what he thinks should be done to the people proposing them. So stick around. market volatility derail your retirement? How are you protecting your assets and your standard of living from the next market downturn? Investing experts in the minds of Wall Street agree that the next downturn is imminent. They just don't know when or how much money will be lost. Would you like to learn about alternatives that can protect your principal, safeguard your standard of living, and continue building for financial stability even as others are losing in the next market downturn? Pittsburgh's planning resource at Hunt & Associates help to protect their client's principal and make sure that your retirement income will last as 
long as your retirement. And they offer you your choice of two free books, one that explains how to have a stress-free retirement and protect your principal, or the essential retirement planning resource, Income Allocation, explaining how to structure a plan for lasting retirement income. To request your free copy of Stress-Free Retirement or Income Allocation, call Hunt & Associates today, 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. To request your free copy of Stress-Free Retirement or Income Allocation. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as I told you a minute ago, the uh, the mayor and the city council proposed their proposals today for gun laws, new gun laws. And um, it was a typical scene. Well, I guess it was a typical scene, and maybe it wasn't. We're going to find out in just a second here. But um, the the proposals are completely anti-constitutional, uh, unconstitutional, and uh, would, would appear to have no chance of passing if the Constitution is followed. Kim Stolfer is the president of the Firearms Owners Against Crime. He joins us again. We had you on here, I think, when these um, proposals were first brought up, uh, Kim, but thanks for being here. Yes, John, thank you for having me back on. So describe the scene there this morning at the city council. Um, well, uh, well, um, I just want to remind everybody that what they're doing is a crime under Pennsylvania law. This is not a civil matter. This is a crime. It's a misdemeanor one crime, actually. They cannot take these actions, and that is the level of uh, criminality that they're pursuing. What they're doing is they're trying to ban assault weapons, uh, so-called assault weapons. It's far broader than that because they say anything else current like and in magazines and so-called bumps. By the way, bump stocks have never been used in a crime in Pennsylvania. One crime in the history of the country. Granted, it was a terrible crime, but one crime. 
and um, they're going after magazines, they're going after people that carry concealed, uh, they're even going after law enforcement because of the wording in this law. And so they're not exempted if they're off-duty. So um, today is city council. Uh, they brought the legislation up. They introduced it. And prior to this, we had sent a letter of basically warning that they are facing uh, potential legal action if they continue continue to pursue this from our, our attorney, Joshua Prince. And uh, we also released a press release that identified all the areas of criminality, the case law they're violating. And this is, was demagoguery of politics at its finest because council president introduced the legislation and then interestingly enough two councilwomen and i don't have their names yet because i missed getting them in the hubbub afterwards uh they have to have their names removed as sponsors of the legislation up until that point it was unanimous across city council and these two ladies uh female councilwoman uh they removed their names, and they said fine, but everybody else signed on to that. Um, and that's that's basically the gist of it. And yet, no councilman wanted to talk to me. Um, there was uh, a complete lack of uh, under, or no, acknowledging the fact that there was going to be additional hearings, there was no plan, no, no structure to request for information. And... Uh, I'd just like everybody to understand that this is not about safety. This is about taking away the rights of law-abiding citizens in reaction to a criminal act by a criminal. And I know that the mayor's office didn't like what I had to say because I compared them uh, to a criminal, which they are. And I said in another interview, I said that there's virtually no difference between the mayor and city council than the killer in the synagogue, except for a matter of degree. The mayor's chief of staff didn't like that. But the fact is, if they don't like it, they should stop behaving like criminals, abide by case law. We sued them once. It cost us thousands of dollars in 1995, and they lost on the same issue, banning an assault weapon. They have no authority here. And yet they're continuing to pursue it, continuing to focus on all of your listeners' rights. Whether or not you want to own these firearms matters not. It's the fact that you have a set of rights that you can exercise at whatever, at your discretion and whatever you, however you want to do it, as long as you act within the bounds of the law. And the Constitution is the highest law. And they're ignoring that. They're ignoring their oath of office. And frankly, we're going to stand up to it. We're going to stop them. Well, hey, Kim, these are not stupid people. They know everything that you just said. They know that they're, yes. they know that the Constitution says they can't do it. And they're doing it anyway they because they think. solicitor, John. And, and so, what? 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 It's a waste of time, isn't it? Is it just? A, is it just a PR exercise to show that they care? Well, because you, they can, or can they actually expect to win? Um, there's two things going on here. One, they know that if we don't oppose it, then it'll set precedent, and it can end up having negative consequences in Harrisburg. So we have to spend money. And so that's one of the uh, ec- uh, the the expectations of the mayor. He's already said that he wants to create hundreds, if not thousands, of these actions. So it uh, bankrupts all of the organizations that are working to protect the Constitution and a citizen's right to self-defense. Two, what he's trying to do is force the legislature in Harrisburg to give him this power, which right now they don't have. And, you know, it's tantamount to having a rapist continue to rape women because he wants to advocate for changes in the rape laws. You can't commit crimes to try to encourage the legislature to change the law. And this is insanity of its highest order. Well, so, uh, let, let's uh, differentiate. I mean, if it is a crime to violate the Constitution because the, the Constitution is law, but it's not, um, you know, so, uh, there's a difference between that and a violent crime. And I, I, I understand why people would get upset by making that comparison but the point you're trying to make is that you have people who are um their 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 job is to enforce the law and they're breaking it and getting away with yes. it. yes well it, not only is the constitution the law but title 18 section 61 10 and 20 which is title 18 is a crimes code and section 61 20 says that no municipality shall 
in any way violate this section of law saying that you cannot uh, in any way um, control or legislate the lawful possession, transportation, XYZ of, of firearms, because that's reserved to the state for equal protections under the Constitution. So they're breaking the law when it comes to violating Section 6120, which is a crime. The punishment is the previous section, 6119, which says it's a misdemeanor one. So it is the equivalent of aggravated assault, in some cases rape, in some cases uh, burglary, armed burglary, or, or stealing a firearm. It's the equivalent when it comes so, to what the, what the punishment would be. Yes, sir. Yeah. So oh. we can't, there's no way in America we should tolerate government having a double standard saying we can break the law but you can't and all of us should be aghast at that because um when when i went in there john one of the things that really shocked me was one of the police officers comes up and tells the media this is a red line you better get behind it right now and i'm thinking to myself that was a totally uncalled for approach to the media who in my mind, looked like they were being respectful already. I wish I'd have had the video camera running at that time. And it just further shows that they don't respect the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. It's well, shocking. but I would think they would want media coverage of this because they're showing how concerned they are and, and how wonderful they are, and that's, that's, part, that's the whole point of this exercise because they're not going to... Those laws are not going to be passed. Well, technically speaking, they could be passed and they can be challenged in court, and there's no action we can take until they do pass it. Well, that's what I mean. They're not going to stand. Right. The, what, what should be happening right now, many times what's said is not where you have to pay attention. It's what's not said. In this case, the Allegheny County District Attorney's taking no action. He should actually physically go over, put handcuffs on the mayor and city council who support this, because that's a crime. At the same time, what are they not doing? They're not talking about real, reasonable things that they can do to help people be safe. Because all of these things they're advocating have been shown in other states and by the National Academy of Sciences as failing. They, as a matter of fact, in half of the cases, what they're advocating has got more people killed. And it's not my view. This is the National Academy of Sciences, and the CDC backed up the National Academy of Sciences. So could they take... Uh, reasonable measures to help people? Sure. They could teach them how to be safe, secure, advocate for lawful carrying of firearms if people so choose. They could also show them how to take in structure of security in the facilities like this, as well as holding facilities responsible for having security when they disarm individuals. For instance, the synagogue was a completely gun-free zone, mm -hmm. and they don't want to talk about that. So that's a complete gun ban in that area. And we need to realize that there's bad people in the world. And if we're not going to uh, uh, facilitate the lawful carrying and possession of firearms and self-defense, then we're going to commit ourselves to this same course of action. And ironically, the FBI did a study, and they showed that in nearly uh, uh, a quarter of the incidents of mass shootings, civilians were involved. And in 95% of those cases, they stopped the, the mass shooting with their personal firearms. As a whole in this country, we don't talk about that the way we should because that that message is suppressed. Mm -hmm. And I've I've trained thousands of people, John, to sh to uh, carry and shoot firearms responsibly. And I trust these people. Five of them have defended themselves with firearms of the ones I've taught. And uh, law-abiding citizens can be an important adjunct to law enforcement. And it's my belief that if there were one or two citizens in that synagogue, they could have stopped that shooter in his tracks, and those four police officers who got grievously wounded might not be in that case situation now. We're talking to Kim Sulfur, president of Firearms Owners Against Crime, um, and uh, this is in response to the proposals uh, put forth today by the mayor and the city council for new gun laws. Uh, you're saying that they were breaking the law, but is it, is it breaking the law simply to make the proposal, or would it be breaking the law if they tried to enact it? Um, there's three, sex, three things that they're doing. One, it's called official oppression. Two, criminal conspiracy. Three, the attempt to do this, enacting it, it violates the preemption statute. And see, it's important to know that because they lost in 1995, and there's a consent decree where they swore, they signed in court in front of Judge Joe James, they will obey the law. 
at the state level, and now they're rejecting that, they're in direct violation of that, as well as a United States Supreme Court decision that was called, that came up with a concept called Dillon's Rule. And that is still in every legislator's handbook at the state level. And it goes without saying, they're also violating their oath of office, something I personally find despicable. Yeah, and that they use the um, entitled to happiness clause, I guess I'll call it, in the Pennsylvania Constitution. Uh, I saw that, I don't know about whether they brought it up today, but they've some of the comments I've seen, that, that's what they seem to be trying to hang their hat on in the Constitution, that uh, you know citizens are entitled to happiness, blah, 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 uh, but ignored the part about the right to bear arms not being questioned. That's, that's even infringed is the Second Amendment. This is questioned. Well, the Second Amendment came from Pennsylvania's right to bear arms, and that's outlined in the Heller decision, which repealed Washington, D.C.'s gun ban. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. And on top of that, what they don't want to talk about is the fact that they're taking the moral high ground, by the way, when they say they're advocating for gun control as if it's going to make us safe. They're making a uh, tangential connection by saying gun control makes us safe. But they don't want to look at the uh, academic studies or the National Academy of Science, CDC, and all the other studies out there that said more people will die. This is no moral high ground on their their part. They're willing to accept more people dying than are dying now because now they have to rely on government that cannot be there and has no duty to protect citizens. Not a, law enforcement does a wonderful job, but they can't be everywhere at once. And once you create that perception that government is the answer, then we're going to have what's happening in other countries like England and others like France and others where you have an enormous problem of criminals running rampant. Matter of fact, England and Scotland, according to the United Nations, is the, are the most two most violent countries on the planet, industrialized countries on the planet. They need knife control. That's what they're up to over yes, there now. They already yes, have gun uh, control. Here's a, here's a factoid comparing England and America. In England, they banned virtually every gun in 1996. In America, citizens can own them and defend themselves. In England, hot burglaries, where people are home when the criminals come in, mm-hmm. amount to nearly 70%. And they have more, by the way, than we, than like even New York City. In America, it's only 12%. Because they so think that there might, the, guy, the guy you're burglarizing might be sitting there with a gun. That's true. And it's a career-ending choice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got, about, I got about a minute and a half left. I want to ask you about this. You mentioned bump stocks. Uh, the Trump administration made them illegal today. Uh, will that stand? And and is that a big deal? And what's is that? A, is that uh, just an overreaction and a and a feel good uh, move that really doesn't do any good? It's an overreaction. It's a feel good move. And on top of that, uh, I want you to think about this. Anybody can go up to YouTube and you can type that in, and you can see that bump stocks are just taking advantage of the action of the firearm. You can do the same thing by putting your thumb through a belt loop and through the trigger guard. And as a matter of fact, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms agent that was involved in this evaluation has his own video up there showing this, that any semi-automatic firearm can have this function occur. And it's just about as effective as a bump stock. So um, you're right. This is a political decision, and this is something that's going to be challenged in court because it's not about the bump stocks. It's about the action of semi-automatic firearms, how they work. And it's going to end up leading to a much larger ban because you can't change the na- basic nature of those guns. It's just the way they function. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm out of time, Kim, but I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you again about this. So I, I, appreciate, so, I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's uh, Kim Stolfer. He's the president of Firearms Owners Against Crime. When we come back, I got some really interesting information uh, if, uh, about colleges again. And this is large, large amounts of money being given to colleges by strange countries in the Middle East. You'll be shocked by it. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A federal judge has delayed former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn's sentencing after a hearing.
Inside a Washington courtroom, Judge Emmett Sullivan had asked repeatedly if Flynn wanted to delay his sentencing, which Flynn refused. Prosecutors had recommended he not be given any prison time based on his cooperation with the special counsel's probe. But Sullivan told Flynn it was a very serious crime and that he arguably sold out the country, warning Flynn if he was sentenced today, he might not get all the credit for cooperating to which he's entitled. After a recess, Flynn's lawyers asked to post Bone sentencing. Sullivan set a status conference for March. Sagar Magani at the White House. On Wall Street, the up by 83 points. The Nasdaq rose 30. The S&P advanced a fraction. Oil down to 46.12 a barrel. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551, 800-607-3551, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Dennis Prager says we have reason to worry for our democracy. This indictment, he may have paid off or or, or asked his lawyer to pay off people and then violated campaign finance law. I am afraid for my country. What we are seeing here is exactly what happens in the third world, where powers use their government for political ends. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Pennsylvania General Assembly should close a loophole in Act 13 of 2012 that allows government jurisdictions to skirt reporting how they use shale gas impact fee dollars by instituting more practical and stiffer penalties. After all, government must be responsible for all actions, including accounting for where all revenues are spent. Failure to correct this loophole presents too much opportunity for abuse. Learn more at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking is challenged every day. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to say the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the AM 1250 Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to TheAnswerPGH.com slash shopping, and I'll see you you at the club. Thank you. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of volume to slow you down out there. Parkway East, really heavy outbound, crawling along 2nd Avenue. Up to Edgewood, Swissvale. Some delays in the inbound side. Edgewood, Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Forbes Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. It's busy inbound Parkway West. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And outbound Sawmill Run Boulevard to Green Tree. Some delays inbound 79. Washington Pike to Bridgeville. Also looking busy outbound 28 Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Clear skies tonight with a low of 24 degrees. For tomorrow, mostly sunny with a milder afternoon. High tomorrow, 45. 
Increasing clouds tomorrow night, low 33. Then for Thursday, mostly cloudy but mild, with some rain developing late in the day or during the evening hours. The high for Thursday, right around 50 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we like to spend a lot of time around here talking about colleges and some of the stupidity going around on campuses all over the country. Uh, we have an interesting story about colleges. It's about stupidity, I think, but it's also about large amounts of money. We're not talking about millions coming from corporations. We're talking about billions coming from countries. Luke Rosiak is an investigative reporter for The Daily Caller. He has a great story just about this on The Daily Caller up there right now. He joins us right now. Luke, thanks for being here. Anytime. Now, this seems like something that would surprise most people, uh, your story here, the stuff that's in there. But were you surprised at the amount of money colleges are getting from the Middle East? I was shocked. I mean, Qatar, the nation of Qatar, which is kind of in the news this week because they're having a big conference where they fly out a bunch of you know, famous people and congressmen and stuff, and they take them on the tours and they show them this glittery image that they constructed. Uh, Qatar is really a nation that has like 90% of its people essentially in indentured servitude or slavery. Um, and it, yet it gave a billion dollars to colleges, uh, a third of a billion to Georgetown and a quarter of a billion to Texas A&M. And the statistics are similar with other countries like Saudi Arabia, which has given $600 billion to U.S. colleges in the last uh, five years. So colleges are what? It's a bunch of rich kids in the richest country in the world. Why are they getting billions of dollars from uh, Sharia law you know, uh, regimes in the Middle East whose populations largely live in, in poverty? It's, it's completely jarring and bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and Qatar is the big player, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. And all these countries want things. They have lobbyists, um, really high-powered lobbyists, where they have former members of Congress on their payroll, and they've got PR firms, and they're basically trying to influence us every way they can. And we hear about that all the time with Russia, right, and foreign meddling, and that's something that supposedly we, we care about these days. Uh, but one of the things that has really been probably one of the most effective ways to influence the U.S., by foreign governments is is through the colleges and if you look at georgetown i mean georgetown is university is really exceptional as the epicenter of all this foreign money um, and you know it gets from cutter it gets from cutter uh... saudi arabia all these guys uh... georgetown isn't just any university it it trains a good portion of the diplomats that we have at the state department i mean the school is basically right next door to the state department um, they've got a whole diplomatic training corps that's part of what they do. And so if you wanted to influence the way that the U.S. deals with your country, infiltrating Georgetown University is a good way to do it. Uh, it's kind of like you know, investing in the future, and, and these guys really play the long game, and they're very savvy. I mean, they they know how America works, and they know how to get what they want. But I do think that certainly this, these donations to colleges are very, very calculated to manipulate our country. They're not... Uh, uh, simple altruism. And as you said, we're not talking about millions here. We're talking about hundreds of millions and up to a billion since 2011, just from Qatar. So what are these schools doing with the money once they get it? So they have um, Middle East studies, for the most part. It goes to these departments that focus on Middle East issues. And a lot of these professors are, uh, believe it or not, because it sounds crazy to say, but it's true, um, these professors have, are, have ties to, like, Hezbollah and Hamas and things like that. They're really, really radical people that you would never imagine your, your kids are exposed to. And, and, and these uh, are professors, in, excuse me, uh, Luke, but these are professors at Georgetown or... Uh, uh, Absolutely. Many schools, and, and it really, it, it's not a coincidence that the schools that have the most radical professors are the ones who get the money, and Georgetown is ground zero. So it's others as well, but particularly Georgetown. There's a guy at Georgetown, uh, first of all, the, the Georgetown has a whole campus in Qatar, yeah. and the dean of that is, you know, a guy who's considered to be very much a pro-Hezbollah guy. And then they have this guy uh, who's sort of the head of the 
academic center that does Middle East stuff. Uh, he lectured just recently about how the Prophet Muhammad had slaves, so essentially slavery isn't that bad. Um, really, really radical people. Uh, and so it's worse than that, is they try to make it as appealing as possible by basically being a wolf in sheep's clothing, and they dress up this rhetoric in different ways with the intention of basically gaining traction in the U.S. And so one of the things they've done at Georgetown is started using pop culture and liberal rhetoric to implant ideas very tactfully. So what I mean by that is they start talking about, instead of talking about, you know, Islamophobia, they talk about white supremacy. And so then they form allies with, like, African-American groups and things like that. And they basically say, you know, we can all agree that, you know, white supremacy is our, is our common enemy. And so they build these alliances and they even say, you know, they talk, they, it's very weird. They do, like, hip-hop stuff. So, like, why are they, why is... They, why are they advancing Saudi Arabia and Qatar, their interests, via hip-hop? Because it's a very overt way to try to harness uh, pop culture and probably specifically like minority culture in the U.S. and basically uh, sow the seeds of discord, you could say, which is an interesting commonality with what, you know, is just in the news this week now, the latest thing that Russia did, or they say it did, is... Um, stir up basically black uh, activist groups. And so, you know, one of the ways that you basically stir up trouble in the United States is by pitting us against each other via identity politics. And that's something that these Arab nations have really shown a fondness for doing. Um, and so they're constantly talking about these various internal schisms that we have. And the more that we're here in America talking about race and gender and things like that, we're fighting with each other. And I think that's one of the things that one of the aims that these nations are probably trying to uh, trying to get at. And then other stuff that they do is really just pro Middle East rhetoric that uses the language that these academics love to use, crazy words like the inter intersectionality and, oh, uh, you know, and then stuff like uh, Islamophobia is racism, and, and then they say terrorism, it's really just mental illness. So they, they know all the liberal buzzwords to use, and they know that these, these eggheads in the Ivy Tower, they're really susceptible to this kind of language. And uh, it, generally what we're dealing with is just very smart foreign meddling. That's what it is, and it's, it's coming at us through our colleges. Yeah, and uh, one of the reasons people might be surprised to hear about this is that the schools aren't all that interested in talking about it, are they? No, it's uh, you know I, I I'm an investigative reporter here in D.C. and so sometimes when I write about things, I get a lot of people that are really not too happy that I'm writing about them. But this has been one where you can tell that the colleges are really really sensitive about this issue, and they should be uh, because it's clearly not normal to take a billion dollars from. Sharia law, ultra conservative. This is a Catholic school. Where, you know, it, yeah, it wants to I be mean, more. Catholic uh, yeah. I mean, these countries, they show, they throw gays off buildings. I mean, they, you know, you, you know, they have serious, you, the women have no rights. Um, it's just such a juxtaposition, isn't it? Because colleges are so liberal and they want to, you know, divest from oil and they want to protest about the rights of transsexuals. And then they're taking money from these countries that are so far the opposite of that. And when you ask them about it, they get so so sensitive and, and and as i said they they probably should be because it's well it's when you when, when you say you ask about it they get sensitive do they just say we're not telling you or uh they do they give you do they lie or what, what do they say when you ask them a simple question what are you doing with the money uh you know they try to some of them i've had sort of off the record calls where they're yelling at me and saying you know back off we don't want you to do this story if they go on the record it's usually uh you know some kind of trite soundbite that doesn't address the fundamental issues but the fact is you know there's obviously a variety of interests that these middle east countries have um but one of them, one of the big ones probably is the issue of israel so that's a good case case study here. And when you look on colleges, the Israel issue has really blown up recently, and a lot of the kids on campus, they started to get on board with boycotting Israel, yep. talking about Israel in, in terms of their oppressors and all this stuff. They've become and Palestine rhetoric, fans. Yeah. Absolutely. And this rhetoric is being directly fed to them by faculty members who are in turn directly funded by uh, foreign regimes. So it's just really fascinating how these guys have influenced America it's amazing. so effectively by brainwashing our young people. Now, what's interesting is that uh, I, I want, you know, they seem to be reluctant to talk about this. They're, they, This is not something that I think uh, is good public relations for them. 
But they also, it would seem to me, would be interested in not getting the story out because they don't want their students to know, because they don't want their students to see the conflict here. With what they're, you know, the, you got students protesting uh, for and demanding uh, human rights, and you have the school that they're attending taking money from a country that throws people off buildings. Absolutely. I mean, college kids, they seem to object to everything, and they, they've never met a protest that they haven't been wanting to get on board for. And so if they're going to say divest from oil, divest from this or that, why not divest from these Middle Eastern money? Um, but I think that's where the social justice rhetoric and the identity politics comes in, uh, as well as, you know, maybe some of these kids are predisposed to, uh, you know, being anti-Israel, and certainly they're predisposed to hearing this rhetoric about white supremacy. And, and so that's really one of the interesting things, and really it concerns me, is when you look at someone that wants to harm America, what do they do? They exploit identity politics. I mean, that is the way to really uh, do America harm, is to stoke the flames of identity politics. And so it's, it's so interesting how these Middle Eastern affairs, and some of these, you know, they, they should be teaching Arabic and all these skills, right, which could be very effective. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is a hard, this is a, that's a great skill, and you're probably going to have all kinds of job opportunities if you learn that. But what these Middle Eastern centers who are foreign funded, the vast majority of the time, what they really do is they just kind of write these probably academic term papers of mediocre quality that are frankly pretty anti-American, and it may not take that much academic rigor or anything like that. And I don't think this is what, that's, what in, that's, that's what's intended. And, you know, some of these colleges, they might seem like normal colleges by and large, but this one little corner of it that's like the Middle Eastern Affairs Department, uh, these things people don't realize really how, how radical they are. There's, uh, we're talking to Luke Rosiak. He's a, an investigative reporter in D.C. and uh, wrote a great piece for the Daily Caller. You should really check out, uh, especially if you have a, a son, a daughter, and, or grandson or granddaughter in college or somebody uh, who's getting ready to go to college to see where some of this money is going and how reluctant they are to talk about even getting it, much less what they're doing with it. Um, so uh, you point out that this money isn't grants. We're not talking about grants. And by the way, I should throw in here in case I forget, Carnegie Mellon is listed in like uh, a fourth or fifth on your list of the top uh, recipients. They get, Carnegie Mellon gets $71 million from Cutter, I think. Um, so they've gotten from uh, them since 2011. So, um, so you point out that this money isn't grants. So they're, they're contracts, which there's, and there's a big difference where, where somebody just donates money and says, here, do whatever you want with it. As opposed to a contract where they say, here's a hundred bucks, now this is what we want in return. Yeah, absolutely. There's strings attached to this money. They're not given $71 million out of the, the kindness of their heart. And they won't talk about the terms um, of these grants. So, for example, Texas AMU, uh, they have got a quarter billion dollar contract with Cutter. And Cutter made it part of the contract that they're not really allowed to talk about the contract's terms or disclose them to anyone. And so it's a public university. You should be able to submit a Freedom of Information yep. Act request. But yeah. they have it set up so that you have to consult Cutter before you can fill out a FOIA, which is something that, you know, remember when New York City wanted to get Amazon and that they rightfully got raked over the coals for basically giving this outrageous carve out to Amazon. Yeah. Where they said, if we get a FOIA request about you, we'll, we'll consult you first. Uh, very, very sketchy. And that's the kind of thing that the universities have done because not only are they deeply indebted to these countries and there's massive strings attached to this money, they will not tell you what those strings are. And how widespread is this? I mean, you point out the huge amounts of money going to, like, Georgetown and Texas A&M, and I mentioned uh, here locally, Carnegie Mellon, um, uh, uh, parents looking to send their kids to school, to a college. Um, you know, is this, is this everywhere, just maybe in smaller amounts? Uh, it's not everywhere, but it's places you might not think. I mean, like University of Indiana, surprisingly, got them. It's mostly places you would do if you wanted to influence America, which means a lot of places in uh, New York City and especially yeah. in D.C. Uh, so those are the main places. And then you have University of Berkeley, uh, you know, kind of no surprise there, um, but or rather, you know, University of California, Berkeley, right. uh, and, and a variety of schools like that in, in California. So it's kind of the, the schools you might suspect, but it is more of them than you would think. So I'm going to continue doing more stories on this topic. And there's a whole database that the Department of Education discloses about this. But, you know, people would be shocked to know how many colleges are getting money from foreign regimes that, you know, really are not – 
in many cases, not exactly very nice countries, especially just juxtaposed with that image that colleges like to put off, that we're just this very elite and, you know, happy and, you know, egalitarian and, and really very liberal place. Uh, you know, the whole thing is very sketchy and, and pretty dirty. Yeah, and I don't think there's a, um, I don't think there's a, a um, American uh, campus for the University of Qatar anywhere, you know, like Georgetown <laughs> has over there. Exactly. Um, so you know, you know, it's it's uh, kind of a one-sided thing. Well, uh, Luke, I appreciate you being on. I, this is amazing. You say you're going to do more stories on this. I guess what you got to find out at some point is if there's anybody willing to talk about what they're doing with the money. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks a lot, Luke. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, see you later. We'll be right back. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered. Giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. 
A little story time. 40 years ago today, uh, tonight, at exactly this time, I was uh, sitting in the newsroom out at Channel 4, WTAE-TV, getting ready to do my first sportscast, Um, which was kind of strange for me as a guy who grew up here, and I was going to be going on the air with people I had watched all my life. And uh, it just, it was an amazing day, but it's it's amazing to think that it was 40 years ago. And when I, when I think about anniversaries like this or what I was doing that many years ago, I always, I try to relate it to if, if I mentioned, for, if someone had come up to me in 1978 and said, you know, 40 years ago I worked here. They would have been talking about 1938. Okay, that's when that's and what I, I would have looked at them like, and you're still alive. So if I went out to Channel Four and walked in the hallowed halls out there and said uh, to the young people working there, not younger people working there now, that I that I worked here, I started working here 40 years ago today, and it would be like someone coming up to me back then when on my first day and saying, "Yes, I worked here in 1938," which of course would have been three years before World War One. There was no TV in 1938, so they couldn't have worked there. And I think I do remember, actually, Paul Long, who I worked with, saying that I think he did start working in radio in, like, the late 30s. And he might have done some work, like, as a war correspondent or something in the, in the 40s. Um, so, I mean, he was around that long. And by 1978, he was 60 years old, something like that. Um, but I, what's weird about it was that I was uh, – it just happened so fast for me – the previous Tuesday, I got a call, and they said, "Come out, and we want." They, they, Myron Cope, who used to be right here on this very same frequency, used to listen to me on KQV radio, and he said he, he liked what I did, and so he told the bosses. And when Steve Zabriskie, their sports guy, had a uh, contract issue, Myron recommended they call me. So I came out on Tuesday, and uh, I did an audition. And they said, come back Thursday and do it in the coat and tie. And I did it. And they hired me right then. They put me on. And there I was on the air uh, at Channel 4. And uh, 40 years ago, I'm still babbling on a, into a microphone 40 years later. So uh, I just thought I'd throw that out there. It makes, it, it makes me feel old. And if you remember it, guess what? You are old. But thanks for listening today. And if I'm still alive, I'll come back and do a show tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.